0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
1: Before Shopify, were you wondering where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha ching.
0: oh sorry but my shopify sales are through the roof
1: start selling with shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use shopify to ignite their selling sign up for a one
0: dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen shopify.com slash listen i am vengeance i am the knight i am batman Hi, this is Michael
2: Usland. You're listening to Batman on Film.
0: I'm vengeance. I have given a name to my pain.
2: Kill. the bat of gotham
0: i'm batman
1: hello bat family and welcome to this episode number 204 of the batman on film podcast Bof is the sponsor and a proud member of the batman podcast network Check out all the great shows over at batmanpodcastnetwork.com and follow us on Twitter while it's still around at batpodnetwork. I'm Garrett Krav. You can follow me on Twitter while it's still around at Garrett Waito and email me topics, suggestions, feedback at garrett.kreff at batmanonfilm.com. As always, thank you for listening. We are recording this episode of the Batman on Film podcast on November 18th, 2022, Hence, my Twitter jokes, uh, because people think it's ending. I don't think it's ending. Um, you know, I you'll have to follow me on Instagram if you want to keep up with my stuff. And I don't do anything on Instagram, so that'd be a major change. Uh, but that being said, I think we'll be all just fine for a while. So keep on following all of your favorite BOF peeps over on the uh, social media platform that I think is going to refuse to go away. Now, I also mentioned the date of today's episode. Uh, Because by now, listeners, you're all very well aware that the bat family lost one of its most prominent members uh, just over a week ago with the passing of Kevin Conroy. Uh, The BOF team, quite honestly, we discussed kind of rushing to the bat cave and getting on our microphones for an emergency episode last week. And if I'm being honest, I just, quite frankly, was not emotionally up to it at the time. My heart wasn't in it. And if you followed me uh, on social media, as we just discussed, you have maybe seen me talk about a group of individuals that I like to label the grief hawks who swoop down when tragedy strikes and find a way to make it all about them and get attention for the projects they're working on. I'm not accusing anybody that's in this space along with us of doing that. I just wanted to make sure we didn't. Um, But Kevin was obviously a giant in this space and a legend in the world of Batman. So his passing needs to be addressed. Um, and I wanted to give it some time so that we could properly celebrate Kevin Conroy's life and his time as our favorite superhero uh, and, and really discuss what we loved about his portrayals of, of Batman throughout the various media he, he gifted us with, with his presence and his talent. Now, of course, this task is far too big, far too daunting for me to take on alone. So I've got my uh, frequent collaborator and Bat-brother uh, dear Bat Brother, joining me here in the Bat Cave today, he is the man who celebrates sugary cereals. He, of course, is the master of Mountain Dew flavored variants. He's the librarian of the Batman Book Club, and he is the lover of aquatic redheads. BoF <laughs> senior contributor, drinking Mountain Dew as we speak, Mr. Ryan Lauer. Ryan, welcome back to the show.
2: Uh, that's not a joke. Definitely was sipping through that marvelous introduction thank you garrett for that happy to be on happy to always be talking uh just you know what talking with you yeah doesn't matter the subject it's yeah, always it's... a joy to come on and uh and talk to you and record it and then hear what we after the fact factory listen be like oh boy oh boy let look at, look at those guys listen, listen, listen to, to, us us to those go. guys
1: <laughs> yeah i've got no problem uh, admitting that I listen to all the podcasts that I do, <laughs> whether I'm a guest on somebody else's or here or over at the Dynasty Dads talking football. I like to listen back because I don't always remember all the nooks and crannies that the conversation finds a way to uh, sift itself into. And it's kind of fun to be like, oh my gosh, we got into that. I forgot, forgot we went on that little tangent. That's a fun bit. And sometimes I just like to listen and say, ooh, I'm going to do that different next time. But it's the human connection that drives us all, right? It's a conversation. Yes whether it's us having a conversation with one another, or like I used to do back in the day when I was a, just a listener and we lad listening to the, the Batman on film podcast, I felt like I was having a conversation with the hosts that I would listen to just them talk. Right. And I'd feel like I was kind of in the room with them. It's like, I was friends with the, uh, you know bill and, and and lauer and and Justin Kowalski, who just made a return to the channel mm-hmm. uh, and Rick Shu, of course, um back in the day, even before I met everybody. So it's fun to do. Hopefully, people are doing the same thing with us and they act like they think they are our, our our third amigo here when it's the two of us in the back cave
2: i'm I've been guilty of that as well. So it's really funny. I think you and I both if sometimes we can like we if we relisten to things that we were on, it's just for torturing ourselves. To be like, right. man, Ryan, why are you stuttering? Why are you going, oh, oh, oh at times? And ma- why did you say, ah, it's, it's just torture in hopes that you'll correct yourself. And then the next time you listen to yourself after that, it's, Ryan, why are you stuttering? Why do you keep saying, yeah. oh, oh, like the same vocal ticks? Yeah, 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 the,
1: the old, same the stuff. old, the old shorthand, uh, little phrases you use mm-hmm. frequently. I've got a bunch of them. I don't even want to get into it. You know what I noticed, our dear friend, uh, Peter Vera. I'm going to make it. I want to make, I want to have Justin make a Peter Veric t-shirt and it's mm-hmm. on the front. It just says to be brutally honest, dot, dot, dot. And then, you know, you fill in your blank. Cause I always think Peter's very brutally honest on the shows. <laughs> he gives it to you straight. It's that East coast mentality.
2: I want someone to, I want Justin to maybe draw Pete too, so that Boudin sausages sausage is falling out of his pockets. Right. I just, Absolutely. I think we just, we need that. The people have spoken. And yeah, um, this is a, this is audio only, but it's a, a greater tr- tr- <laughs> uh, Treat that Garrett and I are both wearing the exact same sweatshirt. The exact
1: same sweatshirt, uh, Target model, gray Mm -hmm. heathered Goodfellas uh, sweatshirt. You know, it's the Midwest brain, baby. We talk about It it on the interwebs all the time. Yeah, Midwest hope, Brain. Hashtag, yeah, Midwest hashtag Midwest brain. it up. It's a, it's a common thing. There's there's another variant, speaking of Mountain Dew variants, there's another variant of Midwest brain, and that's Ryan Brain, because Ryan Haas yeah. and Ryan Lauer also tend to operate on the same same wavelength from time to time.
2: It's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? Skull as a school guy
1: absolutely <laughs> what about those vikings you know if this was a bills episode we for sure would start with sports or you know a lot of listeners on the network listen to straight out of gotham they typically have a sports section you don't want to get me down a, a vikings path because after that game against the bills last week wowie zowie it was an emotional weekend it was
2: it's the audio version highs. of wowie zowie
1: wowie zowie a lot of highs a lot of lows that's that there's there's a uh I don't know if I say that in real life all that often but I certainly text it and tweet it quite a bit so there's one of my shorthands there. Now, as as the people have spoken for mm-hmm. uh, a character Peter M. vera or Arvera whatever you want to go with, uh in his boudin sausage sausages falling out of his pockets, uh the people have also spoken and they love Batman trivia games. Oh and heavens. Before we get into remembering the icon that is Kevin Conroy we're going to have a fun because I always had fun watching, uh, with Batman. so it's only fitting tell that we still make room for some games yeah. with this edition of What are you? Amusement. Uh, but this is the Batman-based trivia game where I give three clues of sort of standard difficulty. And the participant's goal is to be able to pick out who the clue is, the clues are referring to as quickly as possible with as few clues needed. Now, the fourth clue is kind of the giveaway. It's going to be the thing that makes us all winners. And, uh, you know, who doesn't like to win? The goal is to get there before four. But if you get it at four, you know what? Hey, that's um, it's like an unearned run in baseball. It still counts. Yeah. It, it goes up on the scoreboard. You can feel fine about it. Ryan, of course, is on the bat honor system. We mentioned already, and you know this, if you're listening to it on a podcast, uh, the, this is this is an audio medium. So Ryan is going to raise his hand when he knows the answer, and he's a good boy. He's not going to change that answer just to look smart for you all. He's no. failed at doing that many times over. You can no, trust I gonna,
2: him. I was going to say, just go back and listen to me in this game. I don't yeah. have a great track record.
1: If Lauer was going to uh, start cheating at this one, he would have done it by now. Mm-hmm. But you play along at home, and then you know we'll all have fun together. Lauer, are you ready? Sure. All right. This, is, this uh, topic <laughs> is, of course, a character in the Batman world. And clue number one is this character made their debut in Detective Comics number 267 in May 1959 when they were created by Bill Finger and Sheldon Maldorf. What are you? Mm, okay. Right. He's thinking he's pondering. First one's pretty tough to get. He's not raising a hand, so I'm going to proceed to question, or to clue number two. Clue number two. This character appeared in the new Adventures of Batman and was voiced by Lou Scheimer. What are you? Ryan's been doing the bat and uh, Batman animation podcast pretty frequently as of late. He's pondering. This seems yep. to be familiar to him, but he's not yet there. So <laughs> we will move on to clue number three. This character was featured prominently. From 1959 to 1964, but only appeared in three stories from 1964 to 1986, and they made their first incontinuity post-crisis appearance in Batman number 672.
2: What are you? Oh wait, okay, Batman 672. I know.
1: I'll even give you this, written by Grant Morrison.
2: Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, I know that one. Uh, art maybe art was Tony Daniels, cover by Tony Daniels. Batman on a bike.
1: He's digging in.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: let me give you the rundown. I want to give you a chance to get it before the fourth one. Debut in Detective 267, 1959, Finger and Moldoff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Appeared in the New Adventures of Batman, voiced by Lou Scheimer. Prominently featured from 1959 to 64, but then in only three more stories from 64 to 86. And then the first incontinuity post Crisis appearance in Batman 672 by Morrison. What are you? I'll say it one more time. (laughs) He's almost there. We're going to go to the fourth one. This is going to be gangbuster. This character is a favorite of new DC Studios co-head James Gunn and has recently been speculated to appear in new DC Films properties, introducing a magical and mischievous element to DC Films.
2: What are you?
1: (sighs) His hand is up. Mr. Lauer, what do you have? Batmite. It is Batmite, of course. It is Batmite. The imp from the fifth dimension in some cases, in other cases a an output of Mr. Mixolpidelic fused with the Joker, but a a fan of Batman in most uh, uh iterations wearing a ill-fitting bat suit and typically getting in the Cape Crusaders' way, it is Batmite. Laura, are you a Batmite fan?
2: No. No. <laughs> Pete. Pete, for the longest time, for some reason, thought that I was a big fan of Batmite. And I didn't, no, I am not a fan of Batmite. Uh, Morrison using him is kind of one of the most tolerable. He probably thinks you're
1: a fan of Batmite because you're a fan of Batman of Zura Na. No,
2: no, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> man, you'd think that Pete and I never talk. No, know, man. You hey, would think it's somebody you but...
1: talk to every single day.
2: I just don't, yeah, I don't, I don't get, it. I think he's a, he's a silly character. He's obviously a ripoff of Superman's, uh, Mr. M. Cause I don't dare try and
1: <laughs> pronounce yeah. that one. Bat- Batman book club shorthand. If you yeah. got a difficult last name, you just go with the
2: first letter. First, Yeah, exactly. And so like, yeah, I'm just not that, that big of a fan. Um, the few times I've seen him in the animated series, Batman, the brave and the bold, I don't mind. Um, voiced pretty well by <laughs> Wee herman um
1: oh yeah it's kind of perfect casting
2: it is and so but yeah overall hey do you want a story with Batmite or without oh bat without <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> time and again without but we'll we'll see what what happens in the the gun saffron era i guess
1: Yes, yeah, we will see and i think the easiest way to remember whether or not you know, Ryan Lauer is a Batmite fan is just to ask yourself, did he appear in the long Halloween? And the answer <laughs> exactly. to that is no. So no. of course not.
2: <laughs> if it wasn't in the long Halloween, most likely I don't care about that character. <laughs> it's the only book I read.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to once again, Peter M. Yeah. All right. So I am also not a big fan of Batmite, but his, his place in Batman history is noted and noteworthy. Um, and so that's why we featured him on What Are You? Now, someone I am a major fan of, and uh, his position in the Batman universe is arguably without equal is Kevin Conroy, who we're going to spend you know the rest of our time discussing here today. Uh, Kevin Conroy, of course, passed away uh, just over a week ago on November tenth, two thousand twenty-two, after a fairly private battle with cancer in Burbank, California. And I pulled up the uh, obituary. That's over on Legacy.com. I'm going to read a quick excerpt from that, and then Ryan and I are going to talk about um, his time, not in the cowl necessarily, but voicing the man in the cowl, uh, and some of our favorite um, portrayals that Kevin gifted us with. So Conroy began his acting career on stage and in live-action TV, including a reoccurring role on soap opera Another World as Jerry Grove. He made appearances on Search for Tomorrow, Dynasty, Cheers, and Murphy Brown before landing the voice that would define his career. Connor voiced Bruce Wayne and Batman in the 1990s cartoon Batman the Animated Series, offering distinct voices for the two alter egos. Though the series only aired for three seasons, it became an influential classic, and Conroy's voice work was so perfect that he became the definitive voice of Batman in many other TV shows, movies, and video games. Those TV shows included the new Batman Adventures, Batman Beyond, Justice League, and Justice League Action. Conroy voiced Batman in video games, including the Arkham series and Injustice Gods Among Us. In one instance, Conroy played Batman in live action, an episode of the 2019 Arrowverse crossover event Crisis on Infinite Earths. In 2022, Conroy wrote Finding Batman for the anthology DC Pride with art by J-Bone and, um, oh boy, I should have practiced this ahead of time, Uh, Aditya Vidikar, An autobiographical comic told Conroy's story of growing up gay and living through the AIDS epidemic, showing his life informed his portrayal of Batman. Um, Ryan, do you remember the first time you heard Kevin Conroy voice Batman?
2: I do not remember the first time. Uh, It's it's just a faint memory to me of like all grouped together of. Got to get home after school, Fox Kids in the afternoon because Batman was on. Right. That's what I remember. And so even when people would say like it started out as a Saturday morning, right on the series, I don't even necessarily remember that because all I just remember is day after day of I got to get home because Batman's on after school
1: so ever present as it were mm-hmm. yeah i do and i think we've talked about this before i do remember my first time um you know watching batman the animated series and uh and hearing uh kevin conroy's portrayal of batman it Was actually um i was tracking this pretty closely uh being a few years older than you um memory serves just a little bit more the fogginess of uh, adolescence clears up a little bit at some point when those memories are retained and there was there was you know some fanfare for the series coming out and it had a primetime debut i want to say it was on leather wings mm. and i watched it in the primetime before it showed up on saturday morning and i was like immediately blown away like immediately just how, um, and we've talked about the animated series at length before, so I don't have to do all of that. But obviously, the animation, you know, the writing, um, but the 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 voice portrayal of the characters, I thought was just so outstanding, and it really felt like there was some gravity. Like you could tell this was a real actor. You know, not to disparage yeah. anyone else, but a real actor doing a real performance and in getting inside a character. This wasn't somebody doing. You know and voice acting is tough for everybody again not disparaging not just doing a, a goofy voice for a kid's cartoon but really like putting in the work and pouring a lot of emotion and and um you know heartfelt intensity and you know just smart character approaches mm-hmm. you know to this project I was pretty amazed by it of course Batman the animated series as we already said or or read in, in the obituary ran for three seasons uh Conroy You know, not only stayed in in role, you know, for that run, but for many, many other projects. And Collider uh, has had an article that they published last week, sort of ranking what they thought to be his best portrayal of the character. And you wouldn't believe it. I was pretty shocked to see it. But ranked nine out of nine was Batman the Animated Series 92 to 95 and 97 to 99. I, I think of it as like, that's the core i was really surprised to see that as low on the list is that a shocker to you ryan yeah it started at
2: all yeah so like so do you have the rest of the placement can you just fire it off real quick
1: yeah so at number nine the animated series number eight batman beyond slash batman beyond return of the joker uh number seven justice league and justice league unlimited number six the arkham trilogy Number five, Injustice Games. Number four, the movie Justice League Doom, animated movie from 2012. Number three, his sole live action portrayal in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Number two, Batman the Killing Joke. I was kind of shocked at that. Um, and then number one was Batman Mask of the Phantasm. So where they combined the movie for Beyond, they didn't combine for the animated series. So, and, so what is the
2: the exact language of the list like what's the title
1: yeah so the title itself if anyone wants to find this it's over mm-hmm. at collider um it's fairly easy to find quick google search but it's called the 9 best kevin conroy performances it's by michael john petty
2: yeah i just think that that is flat out inaccurate
1: i was surprised
2: <laughs> i was very like, surprised especially if you're going to you're going to group beyond and return of the joker then you got to group mask of the phantasm and batman the animated series i just feel like you can't you can't go otherwise, and also like to not have the series as a whole as number one. I know it's all subjective, but oh boy, uh, yeah. I just that's I'm, just, I'm sorry, opinions are opinions, but that's just flat out wrong to me.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I would. I
2: can't help it. It's flat out wrong.
1: I would agree, <laughs> and and the reason I agree is not because I want to tear apart this list. You no, know, not for at the all. To, for the topic of 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 this podcast, but because I didn't know, and I wrote about this on Twitter last week. I uh, as many did, stayed up late, kind of in my emotions watching, you know, animated series episodes. And I watched Mask of the Phantasm. Um, and and what I wrote over there was that it was immediately fresh and groundbreaking, uh, Kevin's portrayal of Bruce Wayne and Batman, while being exactly what I never knew I always wanted. Like it had this familiar quality where you're like, that's Batman, this is Bruce Wayne and that's Batman. And, um, I w I couldn't have told you, certainly not at that age. Yeah. I was a young kid to say like, Oh, this is what I want. I want, um, you know, sort of a little bit lighter, easygoing Bruce Wayne, but then, you know, a different Bruce Wayne in private. And then that, that distinctive sort of gravelly, but not, um, growly, you know, not, tough to distinguish what's being said batman voice and when when i first you know heard the approach to all those different aspects of the character it was like yes yes like this Mm -hmm. is this guy he figured out the end like he figured out how to make this work on a level that it's never worked before yeah really any iteration right like but prior to this in animation um or live action you know i think you know michael keaton doesn't do anything distinctive really between his bruce wayne and batman outside of like in this scenario would this person sound a little bit different if they were fighting you know (laughs) criminals or whatever um if they're very serious in the moment i don't just i don't recall any other actor voice or otherwise doing what what kevin did with his approach to the characterizations vocally do you
2: no i think adam west it was adam west right yeah, seemed pretty much the same. I think Keaton has, you know, has a little bit of almost like, I'm talking about, you know, here I am as Bruce Wayne and I'm talking like this and then as Batman is fewer words, but more like, yeah. Adds yeah. a little bit of like, ugh, just a little, a little bit.
1: bit. Yeah, and a little and bit quieter. He was sort of I, whispery as Batman.
2: Yeah, and I think Conroy, he has that approach much more so than, uh, what do you want bale or afflex afflex i know was a modulator basically and bale growled. there's a huge distinction between the two and i think pattinson's actually gotten back a little bit of his voice isn't drastically different it's just like i'm talking but now almost softer with more gravel on it so like Mm -hmm. yeah 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 you know sort of stuff and i think conroy did that really really well because even in listening to his you know hours and hours of voicing his best work in batman the animated series yes uh, yeah with a bullet with a bullet like i think that he definitely you can just hear that and if you're really listening in to pay attention to that you know that like oh there's a difference he is doing something different to add something to the batman voice but also like it's not complete 180 either but yeah like it works and i i really actually i really like that and i'm not saying i don't like any of the other uh, you know, I don't like Bales or Affleck's or anything like that at all. I just think with Connors, I really like that that approach to it.
1: Yeah, and I would say even um, what what strikes me about Connery's performance and always kind of has is it feels more like it's kind of a Superman Clark Kent dynamic where Bruce Wayne is more of the affect where he's yeah. doing something to his voice for Bruce Wayne to be mm-hmm. the the thing that he's putting on and Batman's the standard now neither one of those are you know Conroy's speaking voice right though these are this is an act- yeah. actor portrayal yes actor yes um but Batman seems to be the standard right and mm-hmm. then when he is Bruce Wayne he's up in the register um a little bit higher pitched a little less uh deep chest voice and then in general the real voice feels to be more like Batman. It's not so pronounced, like you said, Bale. I don't have the problem with Bale's Batman voice that you know is is kind of popular to meme and dunk on, on the interwebs today. Um, but it is definitely that is his Bruce Wayne doing a thing, making a very particular choice to put on a voice when he's Batman. Yep. And Conroy's Batman voice feels like that character's voice. And Bruce Wayne in public is doing something to kind of be different, you know, when he's wearing that suit as opposed to, uh, you know, the gray and black suit. Yep. Or blue I'm and black, you. you know, depending on what season you're watching or what the lighting looks like. Red,
2: yellow, purple, you know, when he was Batman and Zernar, you know, classic.
1: Yeah, your favorite.
2: Alzheimer's, yeah.
1: Now, when you go into Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. you sort of, there that distinction pretty much goes away entirely, right? Like he is, he is doing Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. all the time. And, it, and that's where, you know, I think as the series, as the animated, you know, projects continued to, to develop and proceed, that makes it even more clear where his, his Batman voice was kind of his voice because, you know, aged Bruce Wayne is essentially the Batman voice, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a, it, I think it's one of those unique, things that um appears now to be not that unique but at the time was like oh man that's a thing that's a performance choice you're putting a spin on this and it's become just kind of expected right and i i forget his name right now um haas isn't a big fan there's another voice actor that sort of does troy baker is it troy baker yeah because yeah. he does the joker from time to time too mm-hmm. and he is almost an impressionist right so kevin conroy uh, sort of put such a lasting mark on the character that when you go out now and find, for some projects, other people to voice the character, they do a Kevin Conroy doing Batman impression rather than taking a different approach entirely.
2: Is we that really like saying? your performance? As long as it sounds like Conroy's, right? Okay, now we're good. All right, let's roll with it.
1: Which I think he does with Hamill too, right?
2: Which I think it's so. I don't know when the turning point. Was because I remember, let's see, two thousand two, my sweet sixteen, I got a, a Nintendo GameCube. Oh yeah, from a birthday with my money. A couple days before I was going to get the the system, I had started to get you know birthday money at that point.
0: Yeah, and I Checks remember going to in. the
2: store, and this video game for the GameCube was twenty dollars. It was called Batman Vengeance.
1: That was $20? It, wow, yes. what a steal. Because,
2: yeah, it came, out in, it, it came out in 2001, so I just think by 2002, it was like, you know, it was quote-unquote old, so they just made it cheaper. Uh, yay! But. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Do you need
0: parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.
2: Uh, I remember because it was Batman. I knew I was getting a system and everything that I'm like, oh, I'm buying this. It's going to be one of my first games. I'm going to play it. And it looked very much like, you know, CGI, the new uh, Batman Adventures. Right. Which I was really cool with. And then Conroy did the voice of Batman. And it was there was almost like this surprise, you know, and and like almost like a charm with it sort of deal. Yeah. That, oh my gosh it's like the voice from the cartoon because even at sixteen you know hadn't had access to all of the like now we we know how every piece of everywhere. sausage is
1: made yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> the information behind the scenes and in
2: production and all that right in two thousand two I didn't know anything yet because they hadn't even released the animated series DVD collections now they did that a couple forever. of they did a couple of discs or VHS tapes that just had like three or four episodes or something was sort of like the
1: best of volumes we could get like, and they weren't in release order or anything like that.
2: Exactly. So, you know, it's just, what's given to us on the main channels. That's it. So, I mean, I just, to, I know I I go long, but putting on that game and hearing his voice, it was a surprise to me because I had no idea that that was coming.
1: Yeah, Ryan, and I, I never I, apologize for going long when you're talking with me, by the way. that's Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, uh, and, you know, a year prior in which all of this, uh, I know our video game guru here, Ryan Haas, he knows all this stuff. Uh, I didn't know that this game, Batman Gotham City Racer, had come out also the same year as Vengeance. I've never played it, never seen it, never heard of it. I really need to somehow access it. But he voiced Batman Vengeance, and then it just kind of seemed like when i never played the next game which was the rise of sinzu batman rise of sinzu but right. it just kind of became expected at that point because yeah. it was so so far removed like you're you know as a kid you know batman the animated series the jump from when that series ended and you know this video game so what maybe the new batman adventures was 98 so we're looking at four years but as a, as a kid, kid that's an eternity whoa and it's like, this guy's coming back and doing this. Oh, my gosh, it's so crazy. Like, it just became expected because then you had the Justice League cartoon and Conroy's popping up in that and voicing voicing stuff, you know? And uh, it just felt like the comfortability of Conroy's going to be the voice of Batman. Yeah, And that, it, that went into, there's a new voice on the Batman cartoon. Um, oh, my gosh, why am I forgetting Rena free It's a double R, I think. Oh,
1: we have no help here.
2: I, you just wait right there. Here he comes. Maybe if the internet, if, Reno Romano. Gosh, dang it! I almost said that. too Reno <laughs> Romano did the voice of the. So close. Yeah, the initial Batman, and then that was kind of like at first like a shift because there had just been so much, you know, like no Kevin Conroy voices Batman, and it's almost like we got teased with it because then you had this new voice who, you know, what he did a great job. I think Reno Romano did for that that show, but then we come back to uh, Batman: Gotham Knight. Kevin Conroy voices Batman and Bruce Wayne, and in the following year, kick off the Arkham series. Kevin Conroy is voicing Batman and Bruce Wayne. Then you started to get more animated movies where Kevin Conroy continues to voice Batman and Bruce Wayne. To where just kind of, I think that's where he became such the the staple. In doing the voice for this character because you had little gaps and maybe little experiments of somebody else, right? And then it's just like brought him back, and then he just stuck, you know, and hit the different mediums.
1: Yeah, and continued, um, you know, so the DCAU and the various, you know, shows that were connected to that, and then movies that continued to kind of be in that continuity. Mm-hmm. Like for sure, that became the expectation, but then you know, he started. You know voicing um you know Batman and projects that weren't connected, like like the Arkham series, you know like um you know the killing joke mm-hmm. um but for a while there it was not a given in four years, five years, whatever it was, um I think particularly at the ages we were and a lot of people that grew up you know with Batman, the animated series who had that really as a definitive aspect of you know them being a fan of Batman, like you sort of saw him as the batman of your childhood uh you went through puberty and became a big guy and now you're a teenager and it's like that that going through that experience at that time of life makes those years feel even longer because it's sort Mm -hmm. of a split between your childhood and your not near adulthood but you're in your teenage years so you kind of looked back on like oh my gosh they're bringing back the batman from when i was a kid that's awesome and then it would become a conversation a little bit. And this is when the internet and fandom on the internet was taking off more. You'd see the discussions of they should bring back, you know, Kevin Conroy for this. And then the hits just kept coming. And he really, you know, became tied to the character in a way that, you know, no other actor has for all the impact Batman 89 had Um, you didn't have generation and generation and generation. You know, I think, I mean, realistically like two literal generations grew up with kevin conroy as their batman um in in animated uh animation form
2: i don't i'd almost even say is there anybody else that's had that kind of uh what do you want to say relationship with a one with a character and someone who springs to mind is mark hamill
1: mark hamill i was gonna say luke skywalker I mean,
2: as luke skywalker exactly and
1: considerably larger gaps though right like even more time who knew if we were going to get more you know mark hamill luke and that's happened twice right from the ending yeah. of the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy you had the prequels in between there wasn't going to be luke there and so, then you get to the mandalorian
2: spoilers it's been out a while like yeah <laughs> well and then also like maybe then you could also dip a little with star trek of Shatner and Leonard Nimoy as their respective characters. Sure, that's a for those series. One. But I mean, you have such a in all pop culture, and you're down to you know like a handful of it's it's a club like it's a oh, very yeah. small special club that is fully attached to one character and not just because of a small moment in time, but because like continuously just keeps you know a new project with between that that actor and character, that actor and character. And as we, you know, we've said of with uh, movies, TV shows, video games, I mean, Conroy, like he just kept being Batman and everything.
1: Well, and it's when you have someone that sets the bar so high. Yeah, exactly. And really not just sets the bar so high because people can set a high bar and then just not continue on with the role. They're not interested anymore, but had the commitment and appreciation to and of the character you know that that Conroy had for Batman, where this was something that he really cherished—the opportunity to portray the character—became a major yeah. part of his life. Um, after not, you know, starting from a place where he wasn't a comic book guy, wasn't super familiar with Batman, and found his own way into the character mm-hmm. to then like kind of take that mantle and continue it on for the decades that he did it really really rare um and of course we talked about how amazing the animated series is and we'll always talk about how amazing the animated series is um but the voice acting was spectacular um between obviously uh, Mr. Conroy but then Mark Hamill who we just mentioned Mark Hamill uh you know tweeted out a little message as many 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 people across the industry that you know Conroy worked with um you know partners and collaborators across the DCAU projects and beyond um, but I thought, you know, Hamill's little note on Twitter was, you know, that he was, quote, stunned by the loss of this brilliant actor. Words cannot express my admiration and respect for the man. I loved him like a brother. Uh, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Um, you know, those two as a pair, you know, just monsters of talent, you know, right. that stayed with these roles. And I think to your kind of bringing it back to your point, very, very uh, few people have stayed connected uh, and continuing to portray the characters they're so famous, you know, for embodying. And those two did it and did it together for, for a really long time, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, touching little note, it'll be, it'll be tough, you know, to think of Hamill potentially continuing on as the Joker in a project where Conroy isn't there as the Batman. I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I just can't, I can't, I can't picture it.
1: I can't picture it as an audience member and an enjoyer of the content. And I can't picture it knowing the connection that, that those two have, but you know what? I'm not, I mean, if Mark decides he wants to do it, then I'll, you know, I'll take more Hamill, but it, oh, I would sure. be, I would be surprised. I would be surprised.
2: Yeah. Same here. Uh, he, he had, and this was obviously a lot of nods for us Uber, Uber fans of when he popped up, when Conroy popped up in uh, other series. Yeah. Um, Like of notes, let's see, I'm trying to find, I know he popped up in the brave and the bold. Yeah. The where Batman of yeah. <laughs> and as the Phantom stranger. And as I mentioned earlier, he was in the Batman, but as John Grayson for just one episode, uh, you know, those, that kind of stuff was. So I'd already accepted the fact. Let's take the Batman at this point because as john grayson you know that was in the robin episode so it was just one episode that was the fourth season i'd accepted reno romano that's okay that's the voice of this batman and this bruce wayne and then they just have it's one of those things your ears just perk up if you didn't know conroy pops up in that you know yeah in the brave and the bold I'm, I'm not an expert on the series bill is go to bill um but i do i've watched you know enough that of like really paying attention to who's doing this voice, who's doing this voice, because it kind of has the same, same effect there. So I have seen the ones that uh, Kevin Conroy has uh, guested on and Lena's voice. And I knew he wasn't, I knew he was in the episodes, but it was like extra, you know, ear to the speaker. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And then you like, boom, there he is. And you hear it. Yeah. Ah, there's, there's just time. And again, that voice is, it's special. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like it just there's a little extra little warm and fuzzy that pops up when his voice pops into something.
1: Well, an actor, you know, I think we failed to mention we were thinking about actors that have been closely connected and continued to work on the character they're best known for. Um, mm-hmm. is Adam West is, mm-hmm. you know, in in that world too, you know, from 66 to um his voice and uh you know different iterations of super friends. Um, to doing kind of exactly what we're talking about in uh, portraying the Grey Ghost in the animated series. Like a lot of um, sort of bringing back Kevin for some of the different Batman projects felt very of the same spirit of of when Adam West uh, came into the animated series. Now, a new uh, Batman cartoon that has not been canceled. You can't listen to what people on Twitter say, not canceled. Somebody was taking some heat for that earlier this week. Um, is still in active development and finding a new home is Batman, the Cape Crusader. And if Mm -hmm. you pull up the cast list on IMDB, uh, you see, I don't know that it's confirmed that I've read anywhere else, but you see Kevin Conroy is listed as voicing Thomas Wayne in one of the episodes. So um, we may not have heard the last of, of Mr. Conroy in a Batman project. And I certainly hope we can, you know, put our ears close to the speaker and hear his uh, gifted vocal talents in a Batman project one last time um, outside of the animated series Lauer uh, forget these rankings just sorry <laughs> so sorry collider we disagree if yeah. you had to go with your second favorite um, Kevin Conroy portrayal of Batman what would your second favorite be and let's go ahead and in group for our conversation the animated series and mask of the phantasm together
2: okay that's what I was going to say is we're taking
1: yeah, all we're of that combo-ing. off the
2: table we're comboing I mean, it's got to be the Arkham series, yeah. Video games, same. So many hours of having that voice uh, popping in, talking to you, and everything, and yeah, it's another comfort. I'm with you, Kevin, as we're trying to find all these damn Riddler trophies. Oh my gosh, (laughs) hours
1: and hours trying to find all the, or going through like, uh, you know, the little, the challenges, um, you know, where you had to use the glider to get through the rings, all those hours spent trying to, for the completionist dork in us, you know, Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I think, um, it was really the Arkham series for me, uh, not, not that, Conroy hadn't already cemented his place of the Batman voice in my heart, but that made it so very clear that Conroy knew how to voice flat out the character, Mm -hmm. not, not the character in Batman, the animated series, not the character in Batman beyond, not the character in justice league unlimited, but just straight up the character because there's never a moment in those Arkham games where you think, oh yeah, it's the an animated series voice and the setting's totally different. It's kind of cool they used them, but it doesn't quite fit. Like it fits. And it's a very different tone, right? Than the animated series. It it still blends sort of, you know, um, realism with fantastical. But it's a much different beast than the animated projects. But Conroy's Batman voice portrayal is, is still right on the money. It fits in right with that world, which is, You know, surprising in some ways. It should be surprising. But I think it just says, like, he was that good at doing Batman. You can pick him out of this thing and put him in that thing, and it works. Just that
2: damn good.
1: Have you ever (laughs) been as good at anything? Can you imagine being as good at anything in your life as Kevin Conroy was to voicing Batman?
2: Closest that I got... Is eating cereal and drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah. that doesn't that doesn't even come close.
1: Oh man, I as can't see as, as Batman. I as well. can't imagine. Yeah. Cannot imagine. You know, I Let was me... a pretty good uh, second grade flag football coach this last fall, but we had two <laughs> we had two losses. You know, so close. That's so not close. the Kevin Conroy of flag football.
2: No, yeah, no, no. It's not. <laughs> I, don't, I
1: don't even know. <laughs> like, I don't know what a realistic thing would be there.
2: So, uh, quick plugs for. Our pals, uh, Peter Vera and Ryan Haas, who both got to got to meet and well got to represent Batman on film, New York Comic Con 2019. And they got to interview Kevin Conroy. Both of them on their Twitter feeds have uh, released those interviews, those videos. Um, Haas, it's fantastic because you can see it that uh, Conroy puts his arm around Haas and Haas just glows and like leans his head on like into kevin <laughs> adorable he yeah he, oh you could just tell that the, that boy was just like oh my gosh um check those out i think bill retweeted them from batman on film's twitter account uh they're on the website i just highly recommend their two uh quick interviews that they got that both of them got to have with kevin conroy the legend himself and in P- peter's interview uh Conroy said that his favorite episode of the animated series was Perchance to Dream. Oh, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. It's a great one. Because, yeah, that's a a great episode. And actually, that was one that upon rewatch when those, you know, the physical discs were released and I watched it. That one, I distinctly remember telling my friend, uh, encouraging him, like, because... We were like, he was working, you know, we were high schoolers working fast food. Like, it took Classic. a while for us to save money. Right. Uh, and I'm like, you have to save up and buy these because even, I watched an episode last night and I didn't remember it from as a kid. And I can picture all of this. I remember telling him, like, I watched one last night. It was called Perchance to Dream. There isn't really a Batman villain in it. And it was awesome. Yeah. And I said, there are a lot of episodes that don't have the the jokers two-faced Catwoman, and stuff that are really really good and perchance the dream did really stand out in my head for like since watching it then because like it just proved to me of the series in itself of like no the series is just that damn good it is you, you don't need the rogues gallery like gallery in every single episode for this to be really really good so then i remember in hearing when pete first had that video posted and Conroy said that was his favorite episode and I'm like you know it doesn't surprise me because that is like he is carrying that episode oh 100% getting the end
1: all on Conroy's shoulders
2: and it so it stands out as being so good and I know and rightfully so I'm not gonna knock anybody's number one episode for for the series but you know Heart of Ice is always up there yep. and any Joker episode is always up there Riddler episodes and all those are great all those heavily rely on the Villain performance too. Like my favorite is uh Christmas with the Joker, oh, in which, yeah. you know, perennial there's a, classic. There's a ton of Hamill in that one too. That's my favorite. But then you you do start to like. I I kind of want to go back and because I'm still dipping into that. Like last week when I heard of the news, much like everybody that we know in this space went and started watching animated series. Uh, I watched Mask of the Phantasm this week. Um, yeah, I, I I've dipped into some episodes, but I really want to go on a hunt for certain episodes uh that don't you know don't feature a villain basically because those are like those are conroy episodes yeah get as much Mike time with conroy as you can and that's just kind of that's where i mean he shines all like always in any of them but it's like that's when he really shines are are those kind of episodes
1: who was when uh, uh peter and ryan did their interview was was holzman the champion of long island the camera boy for those guys was he along no i I
2: think they had a tripod oh really yeah i gotta watch those it's a very still very still camera maybe cam or maybe they they camera like held for each other floppy yeah
1: man i never uh, i never had a chance uh to To meet Conroy it Me need to some local cons and stuff like that, nothing to the level that would get that marquee you know name mm-hmm. there that's um that will be a regret of mine um because you just said that the talent is overwhelming. and I remember as a kid, I wrote about this on Twitter too, so if anyone wants to check it out, I, I kind of went into the details over there. um I remember as a kid knowing that something. Um, was different and special about the series. In particular, the way they were portraying the characters, this wasn't a jokey kid thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fine for kids, it was great for kids, but it was serious and there was real work being done. And I, even as a, a young end that didn't know much, I could recognize that. And I pulled Conroy's name out of the credits because I wanted to know who was playing Batman, who who was doing this amazing job as my favorite character. And years later, because I wasn't on the internet for a long time, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Northern Minnesota, in the woods next to a lake, you know, 30 miles from town. So we didn't have the internet forever. But when Mm -hmm. I first saw a picture of Kevin Conroy, it was years later. And it made the acting portrayal all the more impressive because in my mind, I thought about like, what could this actor look like, you know, that's doing this character justice. And I could only picture a real life Bruce Wayne, you know, big Mm -hmm. muscle bound hulking guy, you know, six foot three carved out of granite, you know, big square jaw. And when I saw Kevin Conroy for the first time, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like tall, you know, Auburn hair, skinny guy, thin features. And it, it made me all the more appreciative of the, the portrayal and in the amazing job he did in the acting, because in my mind, I couldn't picture that that voice coming out from anybody but somebody who would look like Bruce Wayne in yeah. real life. Like it was it, it made the portrayal all the more impressive to think like if you are that talented and that good at what you do you can you can make it so that your imagination can only picture this one thing, right? And in mm-hmm. reality it's something totally different. That's a skill set, man. Not many people have. That's for sure.
2: Mhm. I agree. I want to ask you, what is your favorite episode of the animated series favorite episode of the animated
1: series you know the one i watched the most is probably christmas with the joker mm-hmm. um my favorite uh oddball episode sort of out there choice um oh gosh now i'm gonna get the name wrong uh tiger tiger burning bright is that the name <sighs> of it or is it just, just tiger what, tiger tiger really tiger. yeah i love it Um, all
2: right that is yeah the- I'm. Oh my gosh! I'm so. That's Island of Lost Souls. Uh, one right. I yeah. I was a weird uh, take on that. Yeah, I was
1: a weird little uh, English dork. Who liked reading uh romantic period and uh, sublime era poetry? Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked my mom's an English teacher, and that 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 was taken from a John Blake poem, which I always thought was really, really cool. And it was like a you know Island of Dr. Man, uh, uh, Moreau, Dr. Moreau, which is
2: based on the islands of lost island of lost souls. Exactly. Uh, dude, I like that one too. Like it's weird. It's yeah. Very weird. Very it's, weird. Of course, it's not the best, but I'm I i do not know. I like I, it. I, I wrote love that my pick.
1: I wrote and drew <laughs> a couple episodes of my own comic book. Awesome. Uh that that was like based on a team of those cat people <laughs> that mm-hmm. were created. Like it was, I don't know, it's a weird one, but it always stuck with me. I think uh feet of clay is also great. You know, I don't know, I could go on and on. I, I think if I were to go back and say my number one favorite here, I think is is the best thing they did. Um I don't I don't know if I, i'd probably just have to go with Masks of the phantasm that may be a cheat but i certainly watch christmas with the joker the most i know that yeah
2: yeah and i was like looking through the list and i know of the one like two now my favorite chris the joker and not just because conroy said it's his favorite but to fit in that line of like you know not necessarily using the rogues um I always I, I just told you about how much I like perchance to dream and how in it and how one of Batman's detective skills was in dreams. You can't read. It all appears. Yes. like a mess. And so then, of course, I love that one. It's still to this day, sometimes in dreams, I look at am like, can I read? Can I read? No joke. It happens right. sometimes.
1: I and, know I do the same thing. And that's where it came from.
2: But there's, you know, two other highlights in that realm of, you know, think of perchance to dream that, you know, Conroy really gets to shine his appointment in Crime Alley. And then I am the night. Yeah. And I am the night is not the episode where you hear of that of Connor being like, I am vengeance. I am am the night that came in the first scarecrow episode. Uh, But no, both of those are really good ones of there isn't a flashy rogues villain. um, You know, driving the story forward. It's a pretty, it's, it's Batman slash Bruce Wayne centric focused. It's uh, mostly about like him with of course, obvious hurdles throughout, but Those are some really good ones too.
1: Yeah. And another one from later in the series, I think it's actually the new Batman adventures is over the edge. I think Conroy's fantastic in that one. Um, I mean, that's, that's a powerful one too. So, I mean, plenty of hits. There's a lot of lists out there. You can, I I would encourage anyone, right? Like if, if you, um, and not just the animated series, maybe you're really familiar with the first couple of seasons of the animated series. Um, There's a number of lists out there where you can find, you know, some, maybe hidden gems or or episodes you hadn't frequented as much and go ahead and do it. I particularly Laura, I think your advice on find, find some ones where you don't have a million different characters and flashy rogues going on, especially mm-hmm. if you're looking uh, to remember Kevin Conroy, because yeah. you can really see how much of the series depended on his performance in those episodes. Excellent writing, excellent art. But the soul of the portrayal comes down to Kevin Conroy in, in those episodes.
2: Yeah. Agreed.
1: It's best All right, right. Yeah. Any, anything else we want to add before we sort of wrap up this celebratory remembrance of uh, Kevin Conroy in his time as Batman? Um,
2: I didn't know just until a couple of years ago that he popped up in like two episodes of Cheers. Yeah. Uh, as soon as he came walking in, I thought his face again. I mean, he, is, he was like an athlete. Oh yeah! Like the dude was—he was built. Yeah, like he looks was, like that he was looks, a Batman-like physique. Yeah, in, in in those two, he looks uh, like uh like a like a
1: biathlon or no a decathlon biathlon. Which one?
2: Which is triathlon? Decathlon. You know where you're o- not o- where you're, o- octathlon. Yeah, like where old. you're
1: in shape but you're not uh, you're lean, right? You're lean yeah. and athletic. You're not you're not a bruiser.
2: Yeah, uh, like you know that's a fun. You want some like, step out of the nerd. Realm that we're all in. If you want something different, and it's to see, physically see Kevin Conroy act like that's that's a route to go. Is track down two episodes of Cheers that he popped in on because I think he does a great job. But of course, it's because I knew I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Kevin Conroy. So then it was just just like ears popping up if you hear his voice and something unexpectedly, and the the warm fuzziness that that's what it did to me instantly is because I'm like, oh, I get to watch him actually act right. here. I get yeah. to see the the put everything together on this so that's a little fun detour then yeah as you just kind of expertly said tracking down some episodes that are bruce wayne focused yeah um to really kind of i don't know celebrate or you know uh something to really drink in a master of his craft
1: absolutely well, Ryan, I think you're a master of your craft. You know, I don't know if you're quite Conroy level, but I think you can get there. Why don't you tell the people, where they, if they don't know already, where they can keep up with you and your other projects?
2: Well, uh, any reviews? Uh, I've been doing quite a few podcasts and interviews uh, on podcasts and posts with uh, Lee Mayo, Sean Murphy, Garrett Grav you know all the real the real stars oh yeah space. for sure uh, all that stuff's on batman on film just go to batmanonfilm.com uh to find all of that as for my my own personal project the batman book club that bill uh generously posts every episode on batman on film you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts uh really fun time talking with i mean i've i've been fortunate there too of getting to talk to some some creators writers and and artists on on that show some are coming up in the future and yeah that's that's a lot of fun too. follow that on twitter for now for now at the batman bc
1: awesome thank you mr lauer thank you mr Grev. i love talking with you as always talkative guy i love conversing love the pleasure's
2: keep... all on this side of the table
1: hey i hope so the <laughs> listeners like it too right Bob? um i do it if it was just me and you enjoying it by the way but if yeah. they like it even better Oh, recording? Uh, Yeah. Oh, weird. I shoot, I didn't hit record. No, I did. If you like this conversation, I'd love to keep the conversation going with you. You can follow uh, all the news and happenings uh, from BOF over on Twitter at the Batman on film, all one word. That's news updates, get clued in on new episodes or articles, whatever else is happening in our sphere of this little crazy bat world. And you can follow me at Garrett Wado that is at g-a-r-r-e-t w-a-t-o if there's anything you'd like to hear about feel free to shoot me an email at Grev at batmanonfilm.com that's G A R R E T G R E V dot at batman-on-film.com remember it's not who you are underneath it's what you do that defines you thank you kevin for defining the character for us until next time thank you for listening you have been listening to the official podcast of the one and only Batman on Film website. On Twitter, follow BOF at Batman on Film and the Batman Podcast Network at
2: BatPodNetwork. For Jet and everyone at Batman on Film, I'm announcer Rachel. Thanks for listening to the authoritative, definitive, the original,
1: Batman on Film.
0: oh, oh.